cooked. Uh, no, it's it's good. It's good. Okay. Go to six. Uh, we're re- we're replacing our usual programming of it's almost the weekend with uh, the weekend is nigh. I'm here with Joe Tool, and oh. uh, we're we're going to guide you through uh, our weeks. Uh, some some chicken based news, and uh-huh. uh, and then we'll get into the main content. Joe, how are you today? I'm I'm fairly okay on every possible aspect on every <laughs> on every measurable metric i am okay um I'm, I'm a little bit hungover as i was just saying to you offline um i had a big party last night for the launch of artful escape um yeah and uh the open bar was very legit and the vibes were also extremely good um i i think the mistake i made was oh and welcome to the pod by the way this is uh Yet another episode of our Sponge Daddy sponsored, no, Scrub Daddy sponsored Tri Podcast. <laughs> oh no, he can't even remember the name of the beloved Sponge. Oh my god, I've forgotten everything. I've forgotten it. I, I, if I could forget my name today, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. It was good time. That's excellent. That's great. Yes, yes. Um, how, how was your week? Did you de- get up to much? Uh, yeah, I, um, I submitted a short story I've been writing to a competition. Oh, oh what the fuck? That's awesome. And I didn't know you were writing a short story. Did I know yeah. that? I don't think I knew that. Uh, no, I've been, I've been keeping it under wraps just because I've got a really bad history of not finishing things. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, man, it just, it felt so good to finish something. <laughs> like, I, um, I started maybe six weeks ago. And, mm. like, when I started, I could only use the computer for, like, 15 minutes a day. Um, and it was just good to, like, you know, slowly chip it aw- chip away at it. Um, I, I really uh, miss not being able to get into flow, though. You know, oh, when you're, yeah. like, working or writing, like, when, you, when, you, when you've only got 15 or 20 minutes, it's, uh, it ain't happening. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I did that and, and that gave me all the endorphins uh the body needs so yeah oh, been, that's awesome man i've been feeling real good um but how otherwise long, how sorry. long is the story how many words uh it's only three thousand words oh, okay uh, which as i learned is not very many words at all oh yeah um, that's small so like i i wrote what i thought um the story needed and then i just had to cut a bunch of stuff um yeah but yeah, you know, it's the first thing I've written in 15 years, so it's quite bad. Uh, <laughs> but the point was just to, you know, get in and do something and finish it. And that's what I did. So yeah, it, it felt good to do that. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, it's um, writing is so hard. It's such a tricky thing, especially like I feel like I have such a poor grasp of the, the English language as is and then having to write it down in a way that is convey of, of different things, you know, like a story or emotions or like characters mm. thoughts. It's like doing it well is like no small task. Yeah. And I think finding your voice is the hardest thing. Yeah, um, that too. Oh my God. It, it just makes me respect like all the writing I see in TV shows. I love like the office and Bojack Horseman where I'm just mm. like, man, this was written by multiple people and it feels like it was written by one person like yeah. that 
that kind of understanding of like the themes and the emotions that you're supposed to be conveying is just crazy. I I can't believe multiple humans are capable of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I love I love that feeling as well as when you're reading something or watching something that you can tell has got great writing, it feels like you're being held mm. by it. You, you don't have to, you know. You sort of just like let go a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's like that judgment that kind of just is sort of nascent is is relieved for a little while when you know that the writing is good. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great way to put it. You totally do feel like you're being held. And yeah. and it, it's especially good when you, like, discover an author or, like, you know, it happens in a bunch of things, you know, like directors you follow or musicians you follow. And, mm. and you can just, like, totally relax and be like, oh, man, you know, what I'm hearing or what I'm reading is exactly what they intended. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So good. So good. Yeah, so that felt good. I might I might try and write again. It's just been good to try and get mm, that cognitive stuff together. You know, like, I've been working so hard on, like, physical rehabilitation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, the goal is to get back to normal and hopefully hold down a job and all that kind of thing and, like... You're not going to hold down a job working at the computer for 30 minutes a day. <laughs> at least I'm not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been good. Um, good. Are you still writing for that YouTube video that you were planning on making, the Elden Ring one? Uh, yeah, like, the, the script is done for that. Um, but, like, it's just a lot less interesting for me compared to writing a short story. And, like, mm. because I just have so little time to utilize i just want to do something that feels really good yeah um, right so like you know if i could use a computer for eight hours a day then hell yeah i'd be churning out all kinds of shit but like when it's when it's capped at like last week i just got to the 40 minute mark i've just you know that's that's not very much time when you're editing or writing or doing something yeah. and so like yeah yeah when i'm when i'm feeling like I've got that creative spark. I don't really want to be fumbling around in iMovie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, dealing with dumb tech issues, 40 whole minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I've been great. Um, and like, I finished The Evil Within. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm almost tempted to do a new game plus run just because it's so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, it's, hell yeah. It's so fun the whole way through. That's good. I, I've been playing so few video games this week. I don't know what the deal is. I've just been like, I don't have the energy for it or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got a dog, dude. That's oh uh, yeah, that also. <laughs> that's a big thing. That is a big thing. Distracts a little bit from the video games. Totally. Um, I mean, I've been doing lots of walks, which is good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now he's going good. He's chilling somewhere. He's not in the study with me right now. Somewhere around the house. On a little nap. I'm so jealous that he likes cuddles. Oh, he our, loves them, bro. Our dog Scully has, like, lived the blessed life since birth, and she just hates cuddles. She's oh, like, no. She's like, I'm above this. I'm a princess. Don't touch <laughs> me. Give me a bone. Wow. Give me a bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get a bone for Zeus. Um, yeah, no, he's great. He's, like, any chance you get to pat him, he's just, like, soaks it up. And then you stop patting him, and he, like, nuzzles into you to make him... 
make you pat him again. No, that's cute as hell. That's the yeah. dream, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's such a such a king. Um so do you want your three piece feed yeah. of news? Yeah, stuff me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you can't come out of nowhere with stuff, bro. <laughs> you can't do that to me. Oh my god. Okay. I need to like have a shower or something. Okay. So there was a state of play uh, a couple of days ago from Sony. Oh yeah. And they announced a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, sick. Um, any any highlights? Yeah, there's a couple that stood out to me, but also a lot of not... I don't know, maybe I'm just old and grumpy, but Final Fantasy just does not excite me at all. No. Any any Anything new from Final Fantasy. I don't know. I don't really... Final Fantasy would have to become like a farming simulator for me to care about, or like a <laughs> cooking game. You know? Like, I just oh, don't, yeah. give a, don't give a fuck about Final Fantasy. Anyway, um, that's not the news. The news is that the... Um, the cyberpunk cat game where you play a cat in a cyberpunk world called oh, Stray yeah. is getting its release date in July. Oh, cool. Um, so that's really soon and everyone's super pumped for it because the cat looks really fun uh, yeah. to play as and solve little puzzles and stuff. Yeah, great. Um, in the same piece of news, uh, the Callisto Protocol is like a space sci-fi horror game. So we were talking the other day about sci-fi horror and how there's not much apart from Dead Space. So yes, looks really cool, very gory and freaky. Oh, awesome! I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Callisto Protocol. Um, there's a new fuck. There's two new the Pokemon (laughs) game got announced. Uh, Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh, jeez. Which is no one, no one. No one on this show cares about Pokemon, but the internet's going wild for the um, small, chunky pig Pokemon, LeChonk. <laughs> Have you seen LeChonk? I haven't seen LeChonk, but I, I am on board with that. That Yeah, that I mean, that's just good marketing. It's incredible marketing. They they definitely knew what they were doing when they released LeChonk first yeah. or, or showed him off. See yeah. if I can send, send you a picture of, of LeChonk. Yeah, I mean, I'm just imagining a pig with a color scheme that isn't realistic. That's, I mean, that's all they do. It's just a pig. Yeah, it's legit just a pig. It's the pig from Wind Waker. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. Um. Yeah. Okay. Lechonk. Yeah. That's uh, a, yeah. That's a pig. Yeah. That's that's a that's a black pig. Mm-hmm. I I had a pet black pig. Did you? Yeah, called Zipper. Zipper. She is this was, when you're in Byron? Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, she was mm-hmm. real smart, like a thousand times smarter than Scully. Wow. Um, and she, she just got so big, like she, oh, she yeah, she couldn't fit in the house anymore. Um, and we we had to ship her off to a real farm, and oh. uh, then we ate her. Yeah, they, they killed her off or whatever and butchered her for you. Yeah. I mean, we only got a tiny bit because, dude, she was absolutely gargantuan. She was one of the biggest pigs I've ever seen in my life. Um, Wait, you only got a little bit from the gargantuan pig? Yeah, well, I you know, I think, you know, I shipped her off to another farm. We sold her. So, like, right. they, they, they gave us a bit of, of money, but they kept most of the meat. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and she was delicious because she was loved. 
<laughs> I can't imagine eating a pet, uh, but maybe, um, you know, a pig is such a delicious animal, I can sort of <laughs> breach I'm... that can't imagineism into, into the land of possibility, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit different to, like, the regular farm life stuff. Like, yeah. we, you know, we, we would eat our animals occasionally, but it was just, right. you know, chickens and ducks and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, one time um, we we ate this duck just because he was an asshole. Mm. Like, he nice. was picking on all the girl ducks and, like, wrecking their plumage and stressing them out. Mm. And, you know, we tried to separate him and we did the most we could, but he was just an asshole. And we we're like, all right, it's dinner time. You're done. Time to die. Yeah, it's <laughs> dinner time. Yeah, that's that's good shit. Um, farm life. I, I used to live on a farm when I was a real young kid, but I don't remember any of it. It's so right. Long ago. Yeah. I don't even think it was a farm. I think it was just a big property with, like, some land. Um, yeah, rural Australia can feel like that though. Like yeah. you just, you know, you've got a house that's like a speck compared to the fencing that's around it, and you're like, yeah, yeah. it's a farm. <laughs> yeah, huge property. Um, okay, so then the final piece of wait, have we done? We've done two pieces. Okay, final piece of the three piece feed is uh, Sega is making another mini Mega Drive now with CD games. Um, so I don't know if you ever fucked with the um, the the NES Mini or the SNES Mini. You ever uh, see those? Oh yeah, I think I did, but I I can't remember. In all honesty, were they just like uh, a kind of console that can't load cartridges and comes pre-installed with a bunch of stuff? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, it came with like the classics. I think it had like you know fifty mainstays. Yeah. 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 And it was, like, really popular for a while there. Like, it was kind of like the PlayStation 5. Like, you could not get a handle on any of these. Yeah, right. Precious yep. little guys. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Sega's doing a Mega Drive one. And they're doing a Mega CD add-on. Uh, I don't really know what that means. I'm guessing it's just, like, the, S the Sega CD or something. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, It's kind of a black spot for me. Like, I, w I had a Mega Drive and, like, NBA Jam and a Sonic game. Yeah. Um, and and then like Sega just disappeared off the face of the earth because there was like Nintendo and PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember the first console I ever had was a Sega. Uh, I think it was a Sega Saturn, and I played Sonic Two. Oh yeah, Mickey's something, Mickey Mouse Adventure something, and uh, Aladdin. Oh, bro, those Aladdin. That Aladdin game was hard as hell, right? Yeah, yeah. It was also beautifully animated. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, they actually, I think they hired um, Disney animators to do the sprite sheets for it, which is really cool. Wow, that's awesome. Fun little animator fact. Um, but yeah, the, the Sega Mega Drive Mini is not coming, or it doesn't have plan, like announced plans to come to the West. It's currently only, only available in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist. I love, yeah. love a little, little small console. Speaking of small consoles... Oh, shit. He's done it. He's uno-carded me. <laughs> uh, that's very good. If I can somehow make the, the news every week, like, link up, like, the last oh. story, link up the, the topic, that would be very good. Oh, that's so juicy. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but go on. You, you were speaking of small consoles. Oh, small consoles. The topic this week is portable gaming. Yeah. 
I, I was super keen to talk about this because your number two from the other week was mm. a game that you can only play portably. That's right. Um, and that's that's really exciting to me because, like, there are a couple of games on my list that I happen to play portably because they're on the Switch. But, like, there's, like, there's like a whole ecosystem and history behind, like, portable gaming. And I, I think it's kind of hard to talk about mm. um without mentioning pokemon like i i i think i i think pokemon is kind of the reason why portable gaming took off in such Whoa. a big way huge um, if true <laughs> yeah and look i hate praising pokemon you know i hate it <laughs> um but like you know we had the game and watch things and mm. then and then we had like Digimon stuff, and I I gotta be honest, as a kid, I loved that Digimon shit. I don't yeah. know if like it was it was big in your school, but in in our school, Digimon, um, it was huge, and like we worked out this way to like glitch out the system to instantly get big Digimon monsters. Oh, I remember doing the same thing, bro. Like in the battle, you would like pull them apart at a certain time, right? Yeah. So, like, what what we did is, like, we had laminated bus passes mm. and, and we'd, like, cut the edge off. And while you were, like, battling, you would slide the the laminated plastic in between, like, where the batteries were. Right. And, and it would just wig out for whatever reason. And then, like, at the end of the battle, you'd just have, like something monstrous that you'd never yeah. seen before and you'd be like oh yeah now my digimon is sick <laughs> yeah now i have no reason to play digimon anymore because i've got the ultimate <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly and that's um hell yeah man i i have mad tamagotchi mems and uh digimon memories as well i i wanted to give you a little a little bit of history on portable gaming oh yeah yeah so so there was uh, originally the um, portable gaming. They weren't called portable gaming. They were called non-TV games. Oh, because you weren't you didn't play them on a television. Uh huh. Um, and the Game and Watch was actually the the first instance of a D pad. Oh, so, really? As in yeah. any anywhere in gaming? Yes. Whoa. And the Game & Watch was brought about by whomever... I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the person. I just watched this video earlier in the day. I can't remember the name of the Jap, the Nintendo employee. Uh-huh. Who saw a man on the train bored out of his mind just mashing numbers into the uh, his calculator, his pocket calculator. And he thought, well, what if we could actually give him something to do? And Fuck. they created the Game & Watch. And so, that yeah, that was the first D-pad. And it was That's... the first portable gaming system outside of one that wasn't even a real portable gaming system there was there was other smaller things before then but they uh, they were they were barely games man that's crazy mm. uh, man how far we've come imagine being so bored on a train that you mashed numbers into a calculator these days <laughs> like you'd be on your way to psych ward 8 if that were the case i i, I feel like i've seen people um just like you know phone addicted on the train just like swiping through the apps or like looking through the camera or you know like <laughs> looking at the uh, <laughs> scrolling up and down their text messages just not not reading any of that you know just like absent-mindedly fiddling with their screen yeah yeah mm. 
Yeah. Which I think is the modern day equivalent of playing with your pocket calculator. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good call out. Oh man. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't associate Game & Watch with Nintendo for some reason, mm. even though mm-hmm. it's kind of obvious. Man, like Nintendo really did pioneer portable gaming. Like yes. they, they, they really did hold the torch for like a lot of the way. Yeah, so right in the beginning, it was the Game & Watch, and then um, I believe it was Sega that released a portable called the... Uh, crap, I can't remember the name of it now. It was like Game View or something like that. Game oh, yeah. What? Game something. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was a full-color display with a backlight. and like, Dude, it had a backlight? It had a backlight. And, and then, so it, it did okay, but then Nintendo answered back with the original Game Boy. It's and, game, um, game over for all the competition was, right there. Yeah, it was game over just because of the mad roster that Nintendo had yeah. had going on. And the, the everyone's favorite Red Jumpman was there, and, uh, and that definitely helped. And also Pokemon also assisted. Yeah, and like, and Tetris. Let's, you know. Tetris was huge, yeah. Huge seller on the original Game Boy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, did you, did you have an original Game Boy when it came out? I did, yeah, I got one for Christmas. Oh, that's huge. So what, what were the first games you played on it? Oh, I remember when I got it, it was Christmas Day and I was like opening Prezies and I opened a Prezi that was just the Game Boys. It had like a case that they got me with it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, oh, I don't have a Game Boy. This is not any use to me. Oh. <laughs> and, and then like I opened another present and the freaking Game Boy was in there, bro. The oh. Game Boy. Oh, huge. Yeah. 64. Yeah. I think I still have that Game Boy in a box somewhere in the garage. Wow, uh, I bet I yeah. bet if you pop two batteries in, it'd it'd just spring to life. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, certainly. Um, looking behind me right now, I think I have something else. Mm, actually, no, I don't. Oh no, I do. I have a Game Boy Color over there. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was the first um, Game Boy kind of thing that I owned. I like. Yeah. S- saved up for it um, by like you know washing cars and doing all that kind of shit. Yes, yes. In our lazy beach neighborhood. Um, oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, to answer your question, the first game I ever had, I don't remember the name of it, but it was basically like a bunch of Game & Watch games all sort of piled into one cartridge. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so there was like, um, you had to like bounce balls off this guy's hands. Um, there was another one where you had to like, oh yeah, it was like a Game & Watch one where you had to like... um catch the dudes jumping out of the windows. Oh, um, yeah, I remember that. I think there Ooh. was one where you had to, like, put fires out or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude, wow, yeah. I'm so impressed you can remember this. Like, yeah. the, I, I wouldn't have been able to recall any of those, but as you said them, I can totally remember how they looked. Yeah, the sprites are, like, burned into my memory. <laughs> yeah. My childhood memory. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I got Pokemon Red and it was kind of all over. Yeah, see, dude, when you put Pokemon into a child's hands, it's just mm. like, it's it's like a, it, it it's like it changes the 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 way the neurons fire in the brain. You know, it's like taking <laughs> a drug. It, it is, yeah. It, like the kid just needs to start prioritizing Pokemon over everything else. Otherwise, <laughs> the kid throws a tantrum. Yeah. 
I remember being like real obsessed with watching the show because I thought it had some bearing on like what what the game would do. Ah, you yeah. know, like I was like, I need to like know, I need to watch the show because I need to know what to do in the game. I need uh, to study. <laughs> I need to study. Yeah, it felt like like study. So weird. <laughs> Toxic. Um. Yeah. So, what was your first game? Did you, you you got a Game Boy Color, right? I got a Game Boy Color. Um, and I remember buying the Game Boy Color for. $109 and then buying Pokemon uh, Silver for $59. Wow. And yeah, it was it was super great and I hadn't played Pokemon um before that point. Mm. But there I think it was around the the time that Pokemon Stadium was big. Like, you know, I'd been I'd been saving up for a while to do this, so it's not like I got either of those things on release day. Mm. Um and and I was really fascinated by like, I I had you know the the rich friend, <laughs> I had the rich friend that had yeah. all the shit, and he and he had like the the thing that where you could put the Game Boy cartridge into oh, the Nintendo yeah. sixty four, yeah. And I remember thinking that's the shit, and I just yeah. I think it's so funny how that I mean it's a child's thought process, but that's like the opposite of today. You know, when Dark Souls came out on the Switch, it's like, whoa, portable Dark Souls. But back yeah. back then it was like, oh my God, like Pokemon on the big screen. <laughs> That's crazy. That little thing was basically like Nintendo Switch. Like you could take, you could turn <laughs> your like portable games into a TV game. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. It's weird that like it's, there's kind of been this wacky, prototype to get to the switch between yeah. like, that kind of functionality and then the the wii u which was oh my god kind, kind of just like a worse version of that like 90s functionality like it just yeah it 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 had heart but man it was just missing a bunch of core stuff like not being able to leave the room with the game the gamepad felt really stupid wait because so you had a wii u yeah so i mean i remember when when we lived together mm. um you know we we just we had so much fun with that wii like yeah. we just played so many co-op games and when the wii u came out i was just like man there's gonna be a new smash a new mario kart we live in different houses now but we gotta we gotta keep it going and so like i i saved up and and bought a wii u and it and it was fun. We had plenty of things, plenty yeah, of good I, times. You did play it a fair bit, I remember. Yeah, but like, it it was it was wacky and not in a good way. Like it didn't have <laughs> it didn't have the Wii charm. It was it was just like I don't I don't know. I I I it, it's hard to put into words. Kind of like how elden ring is dark souls 3.5 the wii u really did just feel like uh I, I don't even know if it was a better version of the wii it was just like another version and then yeah. that's not even taking into consideration all the whack marketing because the names were so similar yeah so you wait you couldn't take the system out of the room they no. had a range yeah, so the gamepad had, like, a, a pretty short range to, like, the, the system where you put the disc in and stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, the only the only thing the gamepad was good for was if, like, I was in the room 
and I wanted to play a Nintendo game that only needed one screen, which, mm. you know, usually wasn't a Wii U game because all the Wii U games made use of the gamepad in wacky ways. And right. so, like, if Phoebe wanted to watch TV and I wanted to use the gamepad, it had to be, like, you know, something on the on the store that was for, like, a previous console or some shit. Right. So like, you couldn't play everything on the gamepad? Nah, nah. Like, um... One the the best Wii U experience is Pikmin, right? I don't uh, Pikmin three or Pikmin four, whatever the Wii right. U one was. Um, it was it was brilliant. Like you had the pen to control Pikmin on the gamepad, and you like yeah. looked at the TV to see everything unfold. It was yeah. it was kind of like a unique real time strategy, but they they got the spice for whatever reason. They yeah. got like that gamepad, um to tie in really well with the gameplay and and i just (laughs) i never saw it used outside of that in a way that i was like oh yeah you know this this is the reason the gamepad exists like otherwise it was just a really expensive controller with a screen yeah yeah it was such a weird thing to do because like okay if you're not nintendo and you want to make a game for the system the the gimmick or the thing that like helps you sell your game is some weird amount of screen cheating that happens where like you've got asynchronous play between you know the gamepad holder and the tv players Mm -hmm. and like that to me doesn't sound like an interesting like thing to make a video game around Mm. just sounds like you know you can you can kind of do it you can twist it a couple different ways and then it's kind of it's kind of it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it was, it was a misstep um, yeah, sure. on, on the path to greatness, which is the Nintendo oh, yeah. Switch. Like, even, even if the Wii U existed only so that they could make that <laughs> jump to the Switch, then that's fine. Yeah, but, I don't but... know where, I don't know if it needed to exist. Maybe just <laughs> some alternative universe out there where they we just like skipped straight over the Wii U and just went straight to because it, did did it have an improved chipset like it was a faster or better in any way? Uh yeah, like it it was yeah, okay. better better graphics than the Wii, um, yep. but I you know Nintendo is always behind the eight ball when it comes to technical specs, so like yeah, you know that that stuff just doesn't really matter. So, yeah, yeah uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it just didn't need to exist at all. And, like, <laughs> I don't think it lost Nintendo money, but I don't think no. it was super profitable. No, yeah, yeah. I seem to remember that was, like, kind of like the Nintendo Dark Ages. When the <laughs> yeah. Wii U was out, it, nothing was really selling very well. And mm. uh, yeah. it was after, like, such a big boom with the Wii, you know? Like, they had that was, like, the Christmas gift under every kid's tree the year that the Wii came out. It was... I remember it being fucking massive. Totally. Um, totally. And then, yeah, the Wii U sort of dribbled out of the, the end of the hose of the Nintendo <laughs> factory. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I think the, um, in, in Japan, um, the, the CEO for Nintendo at the time took, like, a big pay cut. Yeah, yeah I heard that too. Yeah, he took a pay cut and to, you know, account for the partial or what, what was it to account for anything or was it just like a you know uh, a, cult, a culture thing where it was like I, you know i haven't haven't done well by my company and so i, I shouldn't take my usual pay uh I, I mean i think it was that but in specific to the sales of the wii u yeah right. it was like you know this this company was depending on me to make the kind of decisions 
that sell our current generation game console and yeah. that hasn't happened yeah um speaking of saving up and uh your pocket money to buy uh, a portable thing i <laughs> use my pocket money to save up for a game boy camera do you Whoa. remember the game boy camera okay so like i i don't know how i read about these on the internet maybe in a magazine i've never seen one in real life Oh my god, bro, they're incredible little things. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was legit like having a little digital camera on your Game Boy. No shit. Yeah. So, um, like, could it... Was it like, um... Oh, man, I can't remember the name of those cameras, but where you take the picture and it, like, prints it right then and there? Oh, um, Polaroid? No. Polaroid, it, well, yeah. Well, you could also buy the Game Boy printer, which I got one of eventually as well. Oh my god. Um, and it came with some sticker paper that on a little roll and you could print, you know, like 30 prints before it ran out or whatever. Oh um, shit. And there was like a link cable to link them together. It was so surreal. Um, but yeah, no, it stored photos on the internal memory of the um, of the cartridge of the Game Boy camera. Wow. So I think it had a slot for like 50 photos or something. Wow. That's, you know, not very that... many, but... That's crazy. So what did you did it have like any um connection to the to, to games you would play or was it just literally a camera with an Nintendo just, brand on it? No, that that the, was actually games that came packaged with it. That oh. You use the camera to sort of interact with a little bit. It it wasn't like a practical like not like a real-time updating thing during the game. It would be like you'd take photos at the start of the game or choose them from your library and it would like change the sprites of the characters. So you'd like, it'd be like, make a smiley face and then you smile and it takes a photo and then it'd be like, make an angry face and you'd like do that, take a photo. And then like when your character is running down the track, it's just like got a cartoon character, but it like stuck your face over the top of the character. Oh my God. And then when you tripped, it would like play angry face and you jumped, it would play happy face. Oh my God. That's like, um, that's like the OG facial kind of um <laughs> algorithm that like all the sports games make use of at the moment yeah dude those are really freaky weird <laughs> you they make like oddly not right looking 3d characters yeah yeah some uncanny valley shit yeah they never managed to get that tech <laughs> yeah i i fondly remember saving up for like the full year of my pocket money to go and buy like a Game Boy camera and um, they are really cool. If you ever get to see them in, in the flesh, they're really cool looking design. Um, yeah, right. Like a round, round red and black plastic. Or I think it came in blue as well. Oh, um, man. Dude, Nintendo really had their peripheral game on lockdown. I feel. Day, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's weird, right? Because like a, a portable gaming console does definitely not need a camera but like that's such an interesting and weird thing to think to develop that only yeah. nintendo would do yeah exactly yeah totally it's such a nintendo thing very strange very weird it's like and they've never done it again you know like there's never been a camera in it <laughs> oh wait was there a camera well, in the wii u well uh yeah there was a camera what in the, the wii u <laughs> and, and there was a camera in the 3ds Remember, oh yeah, yeah. Remember, Wait, like the, the 3DS? those, like, so you could. It, I think it came with the 3DS. Just these really, they were pretty cool. Like the, uh, not VR, but AR. I think where like oh. you 
you look through the screen that is like looking at your living room through a camera and it like, oh, you know, yeah. scans where the walls are and like makes things pop up and yes, you know, like yes. a couple of mini games. I had totally forgotten all about that. Was that that one that was on the 3DS? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it had those two little cameras on the front, right? There was probably a depth sensing one and another one. Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. I I was wrong. They have done it again since Game Boy Camera. It's just not, <laughs> not in the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so it, cool. Yeah, it's crazy how there, there are just all these kind of like strains of, of resemblance throughout the years where they tried something and like, I just, I mean, I don't know, but I can't imagine that original camera was that successful. You know, mm. like if you can buy Pokemon Red or a camera... Like, I imagine most yeah. people would be buying Pokemon Red. Yeah, um, yeah. It, the the camera's going to be there for, like, you, you know, the kids like you that were just, like, <laughs> fi fixated on it. Or yeah, like totally, yeah. The rich kids who, who had it all anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then you were talking about the... You were going on to talk about the Switch, right? Yeah, well, oh, man, I just, I just think... <sighs> For me, it's never been about, like, frame rate and, and graphics and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> and, and so, for me, the Switch is just the best console ever. Yeah. Like, you know, including all the nostalgic feels I get when I see, like, the, the PS2 startup and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. the, the Switch, the way they implemented that, like, pop it on the dock and take it out. And there's, yeah. there's no delay. And... I remember the first time I saw that, I think um, Phoebe bought a Switch for herself first. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can't remember what she was playing, but she was just, like, nonchalantly, you know, popping it on and off the dock. And I was just like, mm. can you do that again? Like, there's no delay. <laughs> and it's up on the TV and you can just keep playing like it ain't shit. Yeah. And, and I was just like, this is this is the perfect console. Like, yeah. We we don't need Nintendo to to go and do some other weird shit that comes with a VR headset that you know needs a butt plug to operate. Like we just <laughs> we just need the Nintendo Switch Two, the Nintendo Switch Three. Like that's yeah. they've they've perfected it now. Yeah, I mean they they did release the Nintendo Switch OLED edition, and they did the Switch Lite, which is like the same console, but you can't dock it. You just have to carry it around. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think you can dock it or it doesn't it doesn't let you take the controllers off or something. Yeah, from memory the switch light is is undockable and it's all like you know, it's it's all one like Piece encasement or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and that's like that's that's cool that like that option is there, but yeah, mm. for for me it's just being able to throw it on the TV and whatever is just so juicy. And I and think Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say um, the, the prospect of a Switch 2 is kind of scary to me because, like, what do you do with, like, the back catalogue? Surely, the, if it's Nintendo, have they ever had you be able to play previous generation console games on new generation console games? Yeah, yeah, bro. The Wii U. You can throw all your Wii games straight into that console. They work. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess there's like a whole like market segment thing that'll happen, right? Like where you have a bunch of people who own uh, switches and 
and say, oh, I can't play this new game because it came out on the Switch 2. Damn it. Mm. Like, heck. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think as long as it's backwards compatible, so you can play, like, current games on the Switch 2, that's all that mm. matters. Like, you, you just... I feel like the generations of consoles have done a really good job of like blocking players out to try and create that feeling that you just described where like oh man i you know i've got a ps3 and and i i want a ps4 but like all my ps3 games are worthless because there's no backwards compatibility and that like I just think that's such a lame kind of thing. And I'm sure there are some technical limitations and like programming that might be difficult to do or whatever. But like if the Wii U could do it, you know, like I I feel like if the Wii U can do it, then any other console should be able to do it, whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I think maybe that's part of why part of like something in me was asking if, if the Wii U was a step up graphically from the Wii, because they seem to have such they must have s- such similar um uh like system architectures that makes it mm. so that you you can do that um i don't think it's an emulation i don't know but yeah i think like as as consoles get to be more just like things that connect to uh, internet and like stream you a game mm-hmm. instead of actually relying on hardware inside i mean they're, they're still obviously going to have some reliance on reliance on hardware but uh it's going to be less about um, you know, locking players out and more about like, you know, buying specific sets of libraries. I, I think mm. consoles, it's always, it's been on the cards for a long time. I think consoles are going to become more and more like just like little designer PCs mm. effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, I wonder what things will look like because the like a lack of exclusives changes everything, right? Mm. Like the only reason you'd buy a PlayStation is because all of those sick single player story based games, like you just can't get them anywhere else. Like even on PC, um, you know, there's like Bloodborne and Uncharted and the last of us. I don't think the last of us is on PC. No, I don't think it is either. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, for, for a lot of people, uh, that's, that's all it takes. That's all it takes to, to jump on. Um, and like for Nintendo has like a pretty good stronghold on some just straight up untouchable IPs. Like, yeah, you know, 3d Mario games are just like, they must have one of the most insane runs of consistency of any video game IP. Like most 3d Mario games are just incredibly well designed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see the stats on, like, how well each individual Mario has done in comparison to other Marios. Mm. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I think they all sell, right? Like, they must be selling in, in order for them to be keep making them like this. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they... Uh, well, like, compared to, like, you know, Sekiro or something. Like, yeah. what are, what's the sales look like? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. I, and and what do you think about um, I I don't know how much you know about this, but the uh, the Steam Game Boy or whatever the oh, Steam the, the Steam Deck the Steam Deck yeah. yeah so like I mean this thing just seems like a Nintendo Switch but with a Steam library and probably yeah. better hardware I imagine oh yeah yeah easily better hardware it's got some pretty impressive. 
video chipset stuff in there that allows you to play quite a few recent games on their highest spec, which is really amazing. Whoa, no shit. Um, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's like, it's a little bit of like a step stepping stone, I think, between like console to PC because there's like still a bit of, you know, settings tweaking that you'll need to do on mm. the on the Steam Deck, which I think a lot of consumers who play handheld games aren't necessarily up for. They're like, they just want to slap that cartridge in there and off to, off you go. Yeah, that's but, that's me. Console yeah. slobs represent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think if you were to get a Steam Deck, it would be like, oh, I, I want to play Control. Oh, okay, I got to like Google the best optimized settings for the Steam Deck and then play it. And then like, oh, maybe I can push it a little bit more and you turn up shadows or something. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the, more the more the uh, end user experience. Um, but yeah, it is really cool. I, I If I had heaps of money, I'd probably buy one. <laughs> yeah, they expensive? Um, yeah, I think they're pretty expensive. Let me see. Um, they are really cool little devices. They are oh, log in for reservations. Oh my god, that's yeah the the chip shortage, bro. This is this is the present we live in. Oh my god, three hundred and ninety nine. I'm guessing that's USD. I mean, that's that's a lot less than I was expecting, honestly. Like, yeah, that's quite cheap. Yeah, for for being able to run fairly recent games on high settings portably that seems crazy so that's the low um storage version it's the uh, 64 gigabyte version yeah, um, okay. and then it ramps up from there i mean a lot of modern games these days are in the gigabits of of storage like 20 plus depending on what you're playing and so if you want to have like the whole steam library in your pocket or whatever then you're gonna need at least the 256 or the 512 gigabyte version 512 Runs you $649. Yeah, that's that's juicy. It's, yeah, it's a bit juicy. It's so weird that they're just charging that much more for storage. You know, it's so cheap yeah. to get storage now. Like, 2022, it's like, you know, 20 bucks to get 256 gigs on, like, one of those little SD cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think there is... Let's see. So, the 64 is a... EMMC, which I'm guessing is a type of storage, and then the 256 gigabyte is an NVMe SSD, so a solid state drive. So they are, I think they've got different stuff uh, included. I see, yeah. Okay. Also, the 256 includes a carrying case and a, and some software, and the um, 512 includes anti glare, anti etch glass, or what is wait, premium anti glare etch glass. Oh god! Exclusive carrying case. No. Exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle. No, I bought. I bought. And an exclusive keyboard theme. Yeah. So you know, you no. got a bunch of crap as well as the storage. But yes, <laughs> it, it looks as though there is some difference in the actual way that the hardware is architected as well. Like the actual storage is. It's probably placed somewhere different as well. I don't know. I'm not trying to excuse it. It is a very hefty jump in price for just effectively a bit more storage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not about it. The only advantage it has is Steam sales, because Steam yeah. sales are absurd sometimes, and you can yeah. you know fill up uh, like your library with fifty dollars with just like incredibly good games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. There's actually a verified library of games that are great on the Steam Deck. Oh, um, there you go. 
So games that they've either optimized for, I'm guessing that's probably the case is that the devs have done some pass on Steam Deck and made sure it's optimizable for it. Um, yeah. Or games that just by default run on it well. Uh, yeah, some okay. fairly, fairly juicy games in here as well. Doom Eternal, Apex Legends, Elden Ring. Um, yeah, okay. Game in Sky, Remnant from the Ashes is a very pretty game and runs apparently well. That's a great name, Remnant from the Ashes. Oh, dude, it's so fun. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a co-op game, but I, I played it solo. It was really fun. Sick. Um, yeah, as well as a bunch of expectables, you know, Terraria and Star Wars Lego, Stardew Valley, all that sort of stuff. Of course, that runs well. <laughs> Bro, if your portable gaming console can't run Stardew Valley, then what are we even here for? It runs God of War, apparently, so there you go. That's pretty good. No shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Steam Deck, I, I, I think it would be a, a cool gaming system. If Like, if I played more games as well, like if I was really into, <laughs> even more into video games, which sounds like a <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> end, ending, relationship ending style thing to do, that, um, then yeah, then that would be something. But yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> so what what game would you love to see in a portable format? So like this, you know, this is, this is a different question now post switch, right? Like before the switch, we all just dreamed of all these experiences being portable, like, um, Dark Souls or Super Smash Bros. Like Mm. the, the year Super Smash Bros came out for the switch, um, me and JT went hiking, um, in the Grampians and like we took our switches and like played smash for like hours every night and you know with the sound off we went jerks um but we just it was just awesome like yeah hiking and and you know it was specifically for that like it was just us i think if i was to go like hiking with a group there's no way i'd take super smash bros (laughs) (laughs) hey guys you guys want to play some super smash bros (laughs) but like it it was it was like a super smash bros trip you know Um, yeah yeah yeah, no, and that's it, cool, man. That's awesome. You're like the poster image for the marketing department hiking oh, in the wilderness with Nintendo. Oh, bro, yeah, we've we've got some like disgusting pictures that marketing would jizz over, just like yeah. you know us in at at the top of a mountain playing that shit. We had yep. like we had this view from the tent that just looked over these valleys and it <laughs> yeah. stared at Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Oh, jeez. I, I remember playing on the Switch at like, you know, hey, you could put that little st- kickstand up the back. Oh, yeah. And I remember playing Smash with you and I think JT as well at a bar at some point. And I was uh, like, I I am the person in the ad. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, there was like a, a streak of months where JT and I would meet at this bar that did mm. like... $20 or no, it was like $10 beers and palmers. It was really cheap yeah. on like a Monday night. And for a couple of months we'd turn up and he, he would invite friends, I think, who, who played yeah. Smash and we'd just like play Smash on the tiny Switch screen at the bar for like three or four hours. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the stuff like that that like you can... You can just like put that. This is like dollar bills, you know, to Nintendo. It's like, oh, this is such a incredible. Like, you you wouldn't do something like that if you didn't have a console like the Nintendo Switch. Exactly, and it was just like, 
it has this social aspect. Like people would yeah. come up and talk to us and watch and like they might have a round and it was just... Yes. You know, yeah, you're right. It was it was just the the dollar signs flipping back behind Nintendo's eyelids. Yeah, and like you could just snap off a controller and give it to someone. Like that's so cool. That's such mm. a unique thing. Mm. Like with the Steam Deck, you can't do that. It's all one unit. It's it's more of just like a single player um, thing. Whereas I feel like yeah, the Switch is way more geared towards little groups of people doing stuff together. Yeah, and, like, the marketing around that against the odds for Nintendo. Oh, I mean, they're off and on. You know, when they're off, they're just yeah. trash. But when they're on, like, that click of the Nintendo Switch sounds, like... Yeah, holy genius. Holy shit, yeah, genius. Like, a one-second soundbite, and it just it just does everything yeah. you could hope it to do. Yeah, yeah. Even the logo with the two little controllers. Yeah. And the sliding together. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, 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 there was also. Do you remember the speaking of mobile or like portable gaming? There's obviously mobile games. But oh do you my remember God. the? <laughs> do you remember the Nokia N gauge? The N gauge. Uh, I remember the thirty three fifteen. Oh yes, yes, playing Snake and stuff. Snake, yeah, but like, no, nah, don't the N gauge doesn't ring a bell. Was that like a flip phone or something? I'll send you a picture. Hold up. It's a really bizarre piece of tech. Only only something formulated like right at the beginning of like mobile phones. That's a seven megabyte JPEG. That's crazy. So you want to see the end gauge in high resolution? Holy shit. All right. If you're listening to this, you got to type in Nokia end gauge because this, <laughs> this is just like, this is the weirdest Game Boy Advance I've ever seen, except that yeah. the screen is tiny and there's like three times as many buttons as there needs to be yeah i'm trying to find a picture of how it unfolds because it like wait it folds yeah dude it, so you would like twist it imagine like grabbing putting your hand on the top part where the screen is and putting your hand on the bottom part where the shell is at the back what and the doing fuck? a twisting motion sort of like you're shucking a clam and uh and the the keyboard there was like a, a qwerty keyboard that would roll out from underneath i believe <laughs> i might be talking shit hold on a minute i'm trying right. to find it maybe i just am misremembering this this is like the wild west when mobile phones would release like three models every quarter and they'd all just be totally whack new designs like it was the wild west out there maybe it wasn't the engage that did that it might have been another phone that like an oyster but yeah oh, fuck. yeah it must have been another one man i don't i don't know what i'm talking about but yeah oh you know what it was probably the same design but they made the screen bigger and then the buttons were underneath i don't know what that, that phone was called but yeah it, it did that yeah okay kind of based on your description reminds me of a blackberry yeah yeah, yeah. when blackberry was like just synonymous with like mobile phone business people you know yeah. like they all had a blackberry yeah that's what a weird. fall from grace they had oh man it's so it's so weird how that happens you just mm. have those kind of internal synergies and then and then they dissipate because apple and samsung chomp through the market yeah i mean like nokia is still around and stuff but i don't think blueberry is they still making making phones probably not right i have no idea bro you're talking you're talking to a man with an iphone 8 like <laughs> i think they're up to iphone 20 now <laughs> like, uh, oh, hold up i got a picture picture of the n gauge playing um colin mccray's 
rally 2005 that seems late to be playing that game. anyway that's what the screen looked like it was garbage <laughs> it was hot garbage bro 2005 yeah okay i mean that's just that's just three years before the first iphone and everything everything yeah i think changed. that's right then that must be right but yeah you could get games for it like there was people you can see in the background of that sonic one that i just sent you there's like an atari pack of games oh my god um i don't remember what they came on probably like little little nintendo switch style oh yeah there you go they came on these little cartridges that look just like the nintendo switch actually this one too. oh my god oh my god you would be forgiven for thinking that that is a nintendo switch game yeah absolutely you know when when i was thinking about this topic i didn't consider mobile gaming at all mm, like when yeah. i was thinking about portable gaming but it's you know i think that the industry might be as big if not bigger than like you know the portable gaming we've just spent an hour talking about yeah, well, I mean, in that other episode, I, I did like a little breakdown from the news segment of like the market share of each sector yeah, in Australia. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember which one was the biggest, but I think they were pretty close. They were really close. I think mobile had a couple mil on top of um, the other one, but right. it was only, it was pretty close. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't, there's probably not too much to say about like mobile gaming. It's obviously, it went from being something that was kind of wholesome and cute on the iPhone, you know, like pouring a beer or flicking a piece, piece of paper into the bin yeah, into yep. being like highly predatory, mm. um, like testing grounds for publishers and studios to like figure out the best way to scrape money out of children's parents' pockets. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's almost a whole other topic because I kind of, I kind of really got into it with the introduction of the app store like mm, the Apple App huge. Store in 2008, I had mm -hmm. an iPod Touch. You know, this was before iPhones were available in Australia. And like, man, I mean, I had a job, but still I spent fucking shitloads of money on like Koi Pond and yeah. like beer drinker thing. Yeah. And, and people would pay like four bucks to like simulate some fluids in their phone. Exactly. And like that, you know, this would be developed by one person in like a fucking week and they'd sell 4 million copies because there yeah. was like 20 things on the app store. <laughs> Dude, imagine being just like a, a, a billion or a million, a multi-millionaire from like being there at the beginning of the app store and just like knowing how to make a little bit of dumb code. <laughs> Totally. totally which was probably just like all like rootkit or like you know vo filled with vulnerabilities and all kinds of shit you know like yeah i mean uninstallable uninstallable in modern systems because of it <laughs> yeah and like it's not like this shit was polished it mm. was it was just there and it and it was that like that's all that you know that's all that was available it was a scarcity thing yeah totally yeah, it's sort of like how when the Nintendo Switch first came out, like the eShop was pretty cool. There was like heaps of cool things on there and, mm. you know, like it was like lots of indie or like the beginning of um, uh, the Xbox Marketplace, like when that was. Oh, off. yeah. Yeah, that was that was a special time. I mean, I wasn't around for that time, but like you just you you gave me the highlights when you moved in with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um. I'm sending you a picture of the Game Boy camera and the sort of photos it took, by the way. Oh, that's great. 
Um, you can see the Game Boy printer next to it as well. It's very oh my cute God. little. Yeah. I hope I hope you all are sitting at a computer or something and not driving while you're listening to this because you should absolutely be googling these things. They're just yeah. cooked relics of past technology. <laughs> yeah, they're really. Oh man, it's it's like a how do you would you describe it? it's like a two fifty six by two fifty six pixel image. Maybe not even that many. I don't know. It seems like quite a few pixels, but yeah, it's um super chunky. Anyway. More uh, more mobile games stuff, please. Um, <laughs> if you've got like a top 10 mobile games list, oh, send oh, them in. I oh, want to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's got a, it's, I'm sure there's like heaps of good stuff out there, but it's just like overshadowed and over um, saturated with like lots of garbage. Well, speaking of sending them in, we've got a piece of reader mail. Listener mail? Oh, what? Listener, listener mail. mail? Yeah. It's our first real listener mail. Oh, my God. Who is it from? It's from Jim. Jim! Uh, <laughs> Jim says, uh, been a fan since the Double Jag days. So good to uh, hear you boys back at the helm. Uh, been smashing all the eps and feel like you're both finding a great rhythm. Thanks so much, Jim. That is so sweet. Incredible. Look at that. Reader mail. Yeah, he messaged me before. He was, like, in the... Qantas Lounge, like, feverishly downloading the um, last episode, the <laughs> top ten part, no, the one before that, the top ten part two. Oh, yeah. And he was joking with me, he was saying, like, oh, is there going to be another part, part three, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, he, uh... And yeah, at the at the launch last night, I was chatting to my buddy Laura, and she was like, I've been listening to the pod, and, you know, oh, cool. loving the top ten episode, and it's like yeah we should do more lists so we Dude. should i reckon we got to do some more lists i mean you you're talking to the list lord i would yeah. i would love to do more lists but they've got to be you know they've got to be something to get excited about like i don't i don't want to hear your top 10 dreamcast games you know i don't give a <laughs> shit about that <laughs> yeah 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 i'm sure we can find between the two of us we can find some some worthy lists to come up with absolutely so jim goes on uh oh. So keen to hear where it all goes. Your hate for Sonic is justified. Uh, and and if anything needs to be ramped up. <laughs> um, I'm glad you think so because I have I have a lot of opinions on Sonic and like yeah. I've I've played kind of Sonic every couple of years just to see how shit they've gotten and it yeah. never amazes me how low they can go. It's it's almost yeah. impressive really. Um, Did you see the footage of the new, I think it's like a fan-made but sanctioned Sonic game? It's a 3D Sonic game? Uh, no, no. Oh, God, it looks awful, dude. I mean, no offense to the to the devs, but it just looks like a UE4 tech demo. Oh, jeez. Uh, Sonic running around in a, in a really empty open world with, like, some platforming. <laughs> you know... The the only thing Sonic games are good for is like playing with mates and just yelling at the screen about how bad it is. There's yeah, some, yeah. there's some catharsis to be found in in that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I there's oh man, I, I did a PAX talk a while ago, um, and the topic was kisses in video games. It's like a pal. Uh huh. Um, and I brought everyone had to bring two kisses, and I brought. Um, the kiss from Heavy Rain. There's several, but there was one that I wanted to talk about, and um, the kiss from Sonic 06. Oh, Jesus! Where Sonic, these kisses the princess. Oh my God! 
And it's such a bizarre, like, Sonic just doesn't have any, um, he doesn't have any limits, you know? He just does, the, s the series just does whatever it wants. Yeah. And like, and that's no exception. When, when the cartoon blue hedgehog kisses the sort of semi-realistic looking princess lady, it is yeah. just so cooked and strange. Really, really weird design decisions when you just take a second to look at the characters in the Sonic mm. universe. Oh like, god, they're all ridiculous. They're just it's it's very strange, you know. It's it's almost like we need to do some kind of like psychoanalytical breakdown to just understand oh god. Like, you know, is is this just the result of like a bunch of people growing up and only having kinks or traumas? Like <laughs> is is that or what both. Sonic <laughs> or both? Yeah, is that what Sonic is all about? Dude, uh, Son yeah, I, I'm I'm more interested in finding out why Sonic is like such a rich breeding ground for like that kind of stuff, you know, like Sonic fan OCs that are like, you know, people write their own fan fictions and stuff, which are like usually heavily sexual. Like, I don't, why Sonic? You know, like maybe maybe it's with everything, and it just seems like Sonic rises to the top for some reason because it's, just... <laughs> it's just so debauched I it's, don't know. it's weird it's got another movie coming as well and it's yeah. it's, it's weird because like nothing Sonic does is fucking any good and it's just <laughs> it keeps coming like it's been 30 years and it keeps uh. coming it's like an abusive ex that just doesn't let you go <laughs> oh no yeah yeah it's uh I saw the first movie. It wasn't good, you know. Like it was, it was fine, whatever. Like, I, I mostly wanted to see it because I wanted to know how just how bad it was. Um, and I, I, I kind of wish that they'd stuck with that original design, you know, the like cooked Sonic with the weird <laughs> just to kind of push it into like. Oh the... yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. he actually showed up in another movie. Uh, I think it was Alvin and the Chipmunks. There's a mm -hmm. scene where they go to like a convention or something. I didn't. I haven't seen the movie. I just saw the clip. Yeah. Um, where, um <laughs> I love that you're quickly covering your ass there. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. trust me, I didn't see uh, the movie. <laughs> I, I was with my little sister. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they they go to like some convention or something, and uh, the screwy Sonic is there. Like he's like signing autographs or something. Oh, he's got geez. a stance, and he's oh. he's the same model. Like they managed to get him for Fuck. the movie. Yeah, he's all That's weird. Great. That's great. Yes, but I I also. If anyone out there has the ability to get me a cut of the Sonic movie with the original Sonic, that, I feel like <laughs> I would I would pay serious money to see such a thing. Bro, that's um, that's a rarity. That's like the uh, the cat's butthole cut. Oh, you know? that too. Yeah, I would pay big money to see the cat's butthole cut. <laughs> that's a weird sentence to say, but yes. Um, uh, any any of that stuff, I would I would love to see. Just like. Because you know it exists. That's the thing. It's like it's not like you know Atlantis or whatever. It's like oh, this is potentially mythical. It's like I know on some hard drive in some studio it's there is a there's an MP4 looking thing, and it's just someone <laughs> can just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. I mean, I feel like the people who um, you know do DDoS attacks and and all the hackers they've got their priorities all wrong. I know. Yeah, you're looking for, like, trade secrets. I'm looking for those cat butts. <laughs> um, Jim finishes off. P.S. <laughs> anytime Joe is misquoting shit, it is the highlight of my day. <laughs>
So yeah, every oh man, Jim. <laughs> we, we when we used to hang out a lot, like back in high school. So we I went to high school with Jim. Um, mm-hmm. I would famously misquote stuff, but in a very like like such a close way to, to the way that it originally sounds. But it's just <laughs> off by like ten or fifteen percent. And Jim <laughs> Jim loves it when I fucking do that. He's, he he loves it. And I yeah, I can't remember what the misquote was last time. He messaged uh, it to me. Yeah, does he, you, does he say? I, no, he doesn't. But you know, I I'd like to say I keep a board with all of your misquotes, but I I don't have that feature just yet. Oh, um, that's that's too bad. But me... really nice to hear from you, Jim. I, I, yes, I, we hope you're well. Yes, yes. Um, oh, I know what it was. Um, there was an episode where I said instead of saying um, it's it's almost the weekend, uh, I said it's <laughs> yeah. time for the weekend. <laughs> And that is like a prime example of like the sort of shit that I would say. It's time for, it's the, time weekend. for the weekend. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with It's Time for the Weekend Pod, just email us at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com, like Jim has done. Yes. Uh, you know what? I did it at the start of this episode too. Instead of saying scrub daddy. You said, did. You said I sponge said daddy. Sponge daddy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the more that I like. The, think about this like serious misquoting thing that i do it seems to like become more prevalent you know like it just pops out i start realizing just how much i misquote shit oh my god yeah let's not let's not put the spotlight on it let's just leave it natural yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let it be let it be if next time we hang out jim i'm sure i'll do it all over again <laughs> well any uh any closing statements on portable gaming uh, um i don't think so um i i'm kind of i don't know it, it seems like a dying um, form to me. I know that the Switch has done really well, and I know mm-hmm. that this, the Steam Deck is is trying to like have some form of like market share. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel as though going into the future, portable gaming is going to be less of a thing. Um, mm. I think if I'm to like do a little bit of future seeing, um, it's going to be a lot of stream stuff and a lot of AR and VR. So instead right. of people having even mobile phones, they'll have some form of augmented reality or mm. virtual reality that they're sort of wired into um, that is, you know, light and affordable and really technically impressive. The the uh, Google Glasses 9 or, or whatever they're up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some way to like, you know, scroll Instagram or TikTok without having to hold your phone up. Like that's kind of the, that's, that's where I think it's all going. And I think as a result, like the gaming sphere that does... That, that handles you know that that space where you're like on the train and you're or you're on public transport of some kind and you're playing that 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 stuff that mm-hmm. it'll all go that way and i think that is where it will go to die like i don't think that that's that kind of stuff is going to be able to support the sorts of games that people are going to want to play mm, um, interesting and so yeah i think it's going to slowly dribble out but maybe not i might i might be wrong i think i mean i'm been wrong about this stuff like this in the past. Like, I think the Nintendo Switch is like why it's so cool is it's so surprising as well. Mm, like that, yeah. that whole what we're saying, you know, the the way it clicks in and clicks out of the TV so effortlessly is just like, oh my god, this is just such impressive, cool tech, and no one, no one saw it coming. So um, yeah, yeah. maybe we're due for like another super weird, unnecessary Nintendo console, and then they'll mm. redeem themselves in like fourteen years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the cycle <laughs> continues. Any, what about you? Any any closing thoughts? No, I got nothing. I just yeah. uh, I'm I'm interested to see that like the Steam Deck kind of seems like it 
copied the Nintendo Switch. I think that was a pretty big surprise. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, Steam often go off and do their own weird shit when it comes to hardware and, like, none of it seems to be that successful. And yeah. it, it seems like for the first time they just saw the, the, how well the Nintendo Switch worked and they were like, ooh, I want I want to put my, my finger in, in some of that pie. Um, but, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I Yeah, I, I honestly hope that we do just kind of, um, without going too cyberpunk, um, that, that we do see just kind of reiterations of the form factor that the Nintendo Switch has perfected with better hardware. Like, I, yeah. think, I think that has so much to offer um, until we're sick of, like, gaming in 2D, you know, and we need to feel like the tentacles of Cthulhu dragging across our nose. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I don't know. It'll be it'll be cool to see because like it's such a the Steam Deck is it kind of shows right like you can have the same form factor as a Switch but play modern games like AAA games, which is yeah. like that's the whole reason why like the Switch is right. It's like oh this is you know it's like a small handheld thing, but and we can't we're not too powerful, but you can play like heaps of the old games on us. You know like we're like mm. a port machine. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see just as chips get smaller and more inexpensive yeah, or less expensive, it becomes more of a, a serious thing potentially, or, you know, like my prediction, it just, it just like fades out and becomes irrelevant. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Tune in to uh, episode 340 and <laughs> uh, we will judge Joe's foresight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we're still going at 340, fucking hell, bro. We, we better be having some crazy cool technology. Bro, we'll, we'll be like 40 years old. Oh, yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, I hope everyone has a really lovely weekend and we'll, uh, we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend again. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.